The accounts you'll hear on Parsha Stories are original adaptations of the weekly Parsha. Enjoy! You'll hear about a bush that burned, an evil pharaoh who never learned. God split the sea in half, but we still built a golden calf. We got the Aseret Hadibrod and so much more in Sefer Shmod. Oh, cow, speak to us! This week's Parsha is Shmot, and is the first Parsha in the new Sefer, the new book of the Torah, Sefer Shmot, as you heard in that awesome, awesome theme song written and performed by Dr. Jonah Hasenfeld, my favorite one yet. The story of Parshat Shmot is a very famous, well-known story because it is the story of the exodus from Egypt, beginning with B'nai Israel becoming slaves in Egypt, in Mitzrayim. And as a reminder, B'nai Israel is in Mitzrayim because of a wonderful relationship that Yosef had with the Egyptian people. Yosef had been the vice pharaoh, really saved the people of Egypt from a terrible famine in his partnership with the pharaoh at the time. But after Yaakov dies and after Yosef dies, it says eventually a new king arose in Egypt that did not know Yosef and all of the wonderful things that he had done to support the land and the nation of Egypt. And this new pharaoh looked at the Israelites who were living in Goshen in the suburbs of Egypt and said, we have to do something about this B'nai Israel problem. Those people are not like us. And who knows, maybe one day they are going to gather together to overthrow us and conquer the great Egyptian empire. And we must not allow it. Let us put taskmasters over them, make them our slaves, and we will destroy all of the baby boys of B'nai Israel. Now, I imagine him saying all of these words to all of the Egyptians, but the commandment to throw all of the baby boys in the Nile River actually was directly to the Hebrew midwives, to the Meyaldot Haivriot. And I want to read the exact words of the text for that part of the story, because in the Devash, the newsletter that goes out every week from Hadar, they ask some good questions about this text that I encourage you to talk about over Shabbat dinner. But the words are that the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Pua, saying, When you deliver the Hebrew women, look at the birth stool. If it is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, fearing God, did not do as the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing, letting the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous. Before the midwife can come to them, they have already given birth. So yes, no children are actually thrown in the Nile. At least it seems that no baby boys are thrown in the Nile, thanks to the bravery of Shifra and Pua. But the fear of a baby being thrown in the Nile, the edict, the decree of the Pharaoh 
that the baby boys would be thrown in the Nile, causes one particular woman, one particular Levite woman who had married a man from the tribe of Levi, it causes her to hide her baby in a teva, in a basket, and put that basket in the Nile River and send it along to what she hoped would be a better future for the baby. And she asks her daughter, Miriam, to follow that baby along the reeds of the Nile River. And eventually the basket arrives in Egypt. It is picked up by Batfaro. Batfaro sees the baby. Miriam suggests that Batfaro have the baby's mother be the one to nurse him. They agree, and of course, that baby is named Moshe. And Moshe grows up in Egypt. Famously, he kills an Egyptian taskmaster who he saw mistreating an Israelite slave. He runs away to Midian where he meets Yitro, Yitro's daughters, and marries Yitro's oldest daughter, Zipporah, and begins a life as a shepherd caring for Yitro's flocks. Now, one fateful day, as the story goes, one of the sheep run up ahead, and he chases after that sheep. And as he's chasing after that sheep, he sees something very unique. He sees a sne, a bush. But what's unique about the sne is that it, enenu ukal, it is not consumed. And it is often called the burning bush, but as I say all the time in school, it's not a burning bush, and that's what makes it unique. It's a bush that's on fire, but it's not burning. And so we don't call the sne the burning bush. We call it the bush that was on fire but didn't burn. So Moshe sees this unbelievable thing, this unbelievable bush, and Moshe hears a voice, and the voice reveals itself to be God. And God says, Moshe, it is I, God, the God of your ancestors, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Valeah, and I have heard the cries of my Israelite children. I have seen the terror that the Egyptians have placed on them after hundreds of years and many generations of the Israelites being slaves. The time has finally come to free them. And I need you, Moshe, to lead the people out of Egypt. To which Moshe says, I'm not so sure it should be me. I'm just a humble shepherd working for my father-in-law. And God says, no, Moshe, you are the exact right person. And I need you to go to the Pharaoh, look him right in the eye, and say, On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, Let my people go, or else you'll feel the wrath of God. And Moshe says, Talk to Pharaoh? Talking isn't really my thing. I get kind of nervous, and I'm not sure that it should be me. And God says, Moshe, you have a brother, Aaron, and Aaron is very good at talking, and so you're going to meet up with him along the way, and he's going to help give you the confidence to approach the Pharaoh and say all of these words. 
And Moshe says, mm, but they're not going to believe me. I don't have any magical powers to bring you here. And God says, you see that staff that you're holding, the staff that you use to shepherd your flock of sheep? And Moshe says, yeah. And God says, throw it on the ground. Moshe throws it on the ground and that staff magically becomes a snake. (gasps) And God says, now pick up the snake. Pick up the snake? Pick it up, Moshe. Moshe picks up the snake and voila! It is back to being a rod, a staff. Moshe, I am going to be with you. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. The Pharaoh is going to say no at the beginning. But you are going to have me on your side. You are going to have Aaron on your side. And I promise you that things will work out. And Moshe does everything he can. He builds up his courage. He goes to his wife Tzipporah. He tells her everything. She says, okay, I'm going to come with you. And Zipporah begins the journey with him, although eventually she's going to end up returning to Midian when things get very scary. But Moshe had Zipporah, has Aaron, has God on his side. He gets up all of his courage. He goes into the palace. I imagine they allow him into the palace because he had grown up in the palace as the son of Batfaro. But they allow him into the palace. He walks straight up to the Pharaoh and he says, On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go, or else you'll feel the wrath of God. To which the Pharaoh says, No, no, I'm not going to let your people go. What is this? Who's your God? What are you even talking about? And Moshe says, Who's my God? Watch this. And he throws the staff on the ground and it becomes a snake. And the Pharaoh laughs. <laughs> nice magic trick. My magicians can do that easily also. Go ahead, show them, show them. And the magicians gather their things together to do a magic trick. And they throw their staff on the ground. And sure enough, magically, with the help of illusions, the staffs become snakes. And the Pharaoh says, you see, Moshe, You don't want to mess with me. We are the most powerful army. We are the most powerful nation in all of the world. Wrath of God, you should be worried about the wrath of Egypt. And Moshe says, well, then things are going to get a lot worse for you, Pharaoh. And unfortunately, a lot worse for all Egyptians. But that is going to have to wait until next week's podcast, Parsha. Shabbat Shalom.